Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a November 19th Saturday episode of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com and the former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. The Locked On Blazers podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Anywhere you can get a podcast, audio boom. Leave us a five-star review. The Blazers... Why you are listening to this podcast, the team that we give you all of the insight on, as much insight as you want, and diving deep into the numbers, into analysis, watching these games, talking to people, and and that's what we do here on this podcast, and we're going to give it to you straight. The Blazers suck, just like Dame said uh, the other night uh, in Houston after they lost to the Rockets. And as we said the other night on the podcast with Sean Hyken, they're bad. They're really bad. They have the worst defense in the league now after last night's 113-101 loss to the Pelicans. The Pelicans put up an offensive rating of 116 against the Blazers, and the Blazers were only able to muster a 103.8 offensive rating for them. The Blazers tried to change things up in this one by starting Ed Davis, but the struggles defensively continue for the Blazers. They gave up 31 points in the first quarter, but only two of those came from Anthony Davis and Davis, of course, as he usually does still ended up having a big game with 38 points and eventually exploded and buried the Blazers and any attempt by them to, to really come back and make this a game. And the Blazers now have lost three straight games they are three and four on the road and things are, things are not going to get, uh, I mean, they, on the schedule, you would, you would say you, you could maybe comfort yourself in saying that things are, are going to get easier, but they're really not. The Pelicans are a bad team and the Blazers lost to them last night pretty, uh, in, thoroughly. They just really continued to make a lot of the same mistakes and that's what's really i concerning about this team is it's the same things are kind of hurting them poor defense their defense is really really bad right now the rebounding was improved a little bit last night they, they won the rebounding battle having davis in there helped but uh and, and evan turner continues to struggle and I, we're going to talk a little bit more about where it looks like he's struggling because you know just saying just pointing to his numbers and that he's shooting poorly you know that's one thing but it seems like there are certain types of situations in which Turner 
is is really having trouble with things in the fit. But back to last night's game against the Pelicans in New Orleans. The Pelicans shot the ball better than they normally do from the three-point line. Last night, they shot the ball at a 37.5% clip, even though after last night's win, the Pelicans are still the worst three-point shooting team in the league. I will say that the Blazers definitely got a little unlucky with the percentages. You can definitely say that, but at the same time, I do think the Blazers deserve quite a bit of blame for letting a team that is not a good three-point shooting team go off on them from long range. There were a couple of times in the first half specifically where the Blazers, rather than rotate, they would just leave guys wide open or they would get a hand up a little slow against guys on the perimeter and they wouldn't assume that they were going to shoot. And hand down, man down, as as Mark Jackson says. And I think a lot of those open looks or contests that were not as strong as they could have been helped the Pelicans get some confidence in their three-point shot and I thought really helped buoy them in the time that Anthony Davis was still kind of getting into the groove of things and I I really that that was uh obviously luck was involved a lot in last night's loss but uh, I do think that the Blazers as, as a team just really have some issues right now on the defensive end. And while Davis did help the rebounding and statistically has made the Blazers a better rebounding team when he's been on the floor, they need to be able to create more misses. And that's that's not happening right now. The Blazers last night, they allowed 33 shots in the restricted area. And the restricted area, we're talking about defense right now and as one of the the culprits for the Blazers being where they are being on a losing streak and and losing to bad teams like they did last night get giving up shots at the rim is is one of those problems they've actually done a good job of defending those shots but they're still allowing too many to really be a team the team that they say they want to be they say you know Damian Lillard says has said that he wants to Make, take the Blazers to the Western Conference Finals and that they want to continue to improve off of what they did last year. But the fact of the matter is is that teams that give up bottom five rates in shots at the rim are not good defensive teams. And currently, there is an exception to that rule. The Thunder are an exception to that rule, but they have Steven Adams in the middle and they are an excellent rebounding team, whereas the Blazers are not a good rebounding team right now. They're just they're not good at all on the glass. And th- this is a problem. You, you can't, if you're going to give up a lot of shots at the rim, you have to be able to at least clean up the boards. And I bring up the rebounding a lot, not just because they are in last place and they are and being bad at rebounding is generally a you know a fundamental basketball problem. But this team it's not as if this team can't rebound. Last year they were a top ten rebounding team. They had a top three offensive rebound rate, and I think they were thirteenth in defensive rebounding. So 
this team doesn't really have a good excuse to not be a good rebounding team. And right now, they're not really rebounding the ball out there very well with Mason Plumley. They are, are struggling to find solid lineups right now uh, that will rebound the ball without Al Farouk because Al Farouk is is such a good defense. He's such a good rebounder probably their best rebounder on the team. He he's even though he he's been sitting out, he is their leader in rebounds per game. Plumley has ha, has a good amount of rebounds as well, but it it, it seems like it, at least the numbers right now that they, they have not been a a better defensive rebound or a better rebounding team when Plumley's been on the court, but their offense, the health of the offense has been better. So they're really between the rock and a hard place right now when it comes to their struggles and Against the Pelicans, we continued to see that. They gave up lots of dribble penetration. Drew Holiday, Tim Frazier, Langston Galloway, a bunch of guys that are in the NBA, so they deserve a good amount of respect. But they and, and Terrence Jones was getting into the mix and 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 he's looking good. And Etwan Moore and lots of fast breaks. And and they really just weren't even getting back in transition as much as they should have been. And really it was just all types of bad from the Blazers last night on the defensive end, while Lillard and McCollum, again, didn't shoot well, that is going to happen some nights. They aren't going to be, you know, Lillard is having a career season right now in terms of shooting efficiency, and the same goes for McCollum, and even still, they can't, you can't count on them to be super efficient every single night it's not going to happen they, they're going to get to the line they're getting to the line more and they're still going to figure out ways to manufacture points but what you can't do is is continue to slip defensively the Blazers have made zero progress so far on the defensive end and that can't stand and it, it falls on some level on on the on the point of attack at, with Damian Lillard, it definitely falls on that, but it also falls on Plumley, who is supposed to be the anchor of that defense. And too many times I've seen guys just go by, and and there be a miscommunication, whether it's Lillard or McCollum up top, and, and Plumley coming out up too high or changing the scheme. And it seems like the the Blazers in general have a scheme where they drop their big men back in the pick and roll. But it seems like you know they're, they're either when they're making calls, they're not executing them well enough, or they're not sticking well enough to the scheme. And and I'm not hearing every single play call. I'm not hearing the players call out every single pick and roll, and and the reads that they make. But it seems like there's not a consistent way that they are executing right now. Whether it's judgment calls on their end or they're just not sticking to the scheme and they're not execute whether they're not sticking to the scheme or whether they're allowed to make judgment calls and are just making the wrong judgment calls on whether to hedge high or whether to drop back low the Blazers big men Mason Plumley in particular has not done a good job of corralling ball handlers getting guys to you know forcing the action to him and then making something happen with it that's never been his strong suit and the Blazers don't have anybody that is just a natural at let at 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 letting the plays allowing his teammates to funnel the plays to him and and really make contests at the rim and and, and be a disruptive presence and whether 
he can do that consistently, I don't know, but they were not this bad last year. And Turner, or not Turner, excuse me, Leonard and Plumley and Ed Davis all played last year a lot, and their defense wasn't this bad. I, I do think the communication for for some reason just doesn't look that strong, and they're just not executing that well. They're letting too many guys get good dribble penetration and head starts. That starts at the point of attack with Lillard at point guard, and it. But it, it it's a problem that is 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 hurting everywhere right now on the on the Blazers. Alan Crabb has not been very good defensively either. He's been getting lost too many times on the perimeter, and. Uh, really has you know not always made the right reads on the defensive end. And it feels like he's fallen asleep a little bit. His rebounding has fallen off a tad as well. And Evan Turner hasn't really helped that much defensively. I thought that he would be a more willing defender, a, a better defender, just because he's a little bit longer, a little bit bigger. But I do believe, again, we've talked about this, in the power of making shots and how that can aid you in other areas of your game and transitioning from this point about the defense, which we've beat into the ground several times, but bears repeating because the Blazers are that bad and do need to turn that around. And attention needs to be paid to that because if they don't turn it around, they're going to continue to lose. But to Turner we go. And this is, you know, Turner's not helping defensively, and I think the offense is really the, the his offensive play is really a major factor right now. And and we have to put into context the fact that right now Turner is not only having just a bad start to the season, or or he's that he's he's not normally this bad. He is taking fewer shots per game, but. His percentage right now is 10 percentage point. His field goal percentage, excuse me, is 10 percentage points worse at 35.2% than it was last year, which was a career year, but is 8% worse than his average. So even if you're not expecting last year's Evan Turner to return, even by Evan Turner's own standards, his play so far has been awful. And so you have to hope that that turns around. And I think a lot of the things that we're seeing him struggle with are a lot of the things that make the Blazers who they are. It's that circular motion, the dribble handoffs around the outside, that that type of the flare screens around the outside. And, and it seems like Turner has a little bit of trouble doing that type of stuff. It doesn't seem like that's really his speed. It seems like he's much more comfortable getting the ball, taking a couple dribbles, getting to his spot. But even when he's gotten to his spot and the Blazers have set him up for those mid-range shots, those post-ups, those pull-ups off the dribble, he hasn't made any of them and it's been much, much worse than he normally is. So while I have been as guilty as anyone in driving home the, the point that Turner has been awful and there are so many numbers that bear that out, uh, ESPN's Real Plus Minus, which just came out yesterday and was updated after Friday's loss. Turner is the, according to Real Plus Minus, has the worst Real Plus Minus in the league, and it's not even close. He's 93rd among shooting guards, and Mario Hazonia, who is 92nd in Real Plus Minus, is 
has a re- better real plus has a two point two points better in real plus minus. So Turner's is a negative minus negative five point nine seven, and Hazonia is a negative three point eight seven. So he's not only the worst in RPM, he's by far the worst, and it, it just looks like he doesn't. It just looks like the system that the Blazers run with those dribble handoffs and that motion, at least right now, it just is not vibing well with him. It's not, and, and, and making matters worse when they're tailoring the offense to his best attributes, to the shots that he likes, he's just not knocking them down. And I've been an advocate a, a, a little bit uh, over the the first couple of weeks of the season of seeing what you have in Jake Lehman and, and, and trying to get him a little bit more run and trying to cut back some of Turner's minutes. But I'm starting to think that that might not be the answer because Turner has played poorly and that is something of note. But this is bad even by his own standards. And I do wonder if the Blazers should change how they rotate their guys a little bit and perhaps give Turner a little bit more control of things and maybe they do less staggering of CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard and more playing them together even though both of them are obviously they both of them make the Blazers better and the data right now doesn't really lead you to believe that that would be a good idea but so far Turner has not meshed well with either one of them uh, at least in terms of uh, their pairings together, uh, according to NBA.com. But maybe you give Turner more free reign of the offense. Maybe you get Lehman in there earlier to provide some spacing for Turner, and you just let Turner try and create. You give McCollum rest when McC- Lillard rests, and then you kind of just use Turner as a mostly as a, a guy to to get the offense going in the you know 14, 15 minutes that 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 Lillard and McCollum are going to sit out it, it would be more Warriors-esque and while a lot of people criticize the Warriors for sometimes for taking out Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry or Durant and at least last year before they got Kevin Durant I think this is a situation where if you really want if you really want Evan Turner to be a, a Sean Livingston type of player uh, that can be a change of pace that really has control. I, I, it's not that McCollum doesn't help with the spacing, but I do think that you need to give him the freedom to really just take over for a little while. And it seems like he's just not either getting to take over or when he does, it's kind of awkward and clunky. And it seems like they're trying to feed too many people out there on those second units. And you would think that that's a good problem to have, but right now, it's just leading to a lot of confusion, a lack of direction, it feels like. And perhaps keeping Lillard and McCollum off the court at the same time and giving Turner a little bit more free reign may be the answer here. And hope, and you can hope maybe that he just shoots his way out of it. Because right now, he's been, he's been so bad. And, 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 and the, the trope is, you know, it can't get any worse is what even Turner himself has said. He's got to get it going, and I think it's hurting his entire game right now, the fact that he can't make shots, and they've tried everything. You know, They tried switching up the bigs. They've tried changing the rotations. They've tried changing the starting lineups while Aminu's out, and Aminu needs to come back, but at the same time, they need to figure out some way to get Turner involved where he can contribute because right now the places where he's trying to contribute just haven't worked, and... It's probably easier said than done because uh, 
trying to stagger Lillard McCollum, staggering Lillard McCollum was a huge reason they were so successful last year. But it does seem like maybe giving Turner a little bit more leash might be the only way to try and get this thing turned around. Because uh, while I do, I am a fan of Jake Lehman's game so far, uh, and they can get him in there a little bit more. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe maybe they put Lehman in the rotation and they just let Turner go. And m- maybe you see what you have there because I, I, I think the only really way that they're going to get out of this is, is Turner digging his way out uh, with, out of this shooting slump because it's, as I've mentioned, it's, it's bad and it's bad even for him. So this is, I, I, I think they're going against some bad teams here, but the Blazers are playing like a bad team right now. Their net rating looks like the net rating of a bad team. So they cannot afford to take anybody for granted. And especially while Aminu is out, I don't think that they can get away with just not playing Turner. But I think they have to give him at least one more shot at at, at trying to take over maybe and, and really assert himself a little bit more he just hasn't really worked well in a lot of the flowy type Stotzian stuff, and they they might need to go a little simpler and and, and try and and try and get the the most out of him in that way because uh, so far it, him doing the stuff as a as a traditional cog of the Blazers just hasn't worked, and I don't know how they're going to turn it around otherwise. So we'll see. Stotts is a, is a tinkerer. He's an experimenter. He he has an open mind. I would, I would be. I expect him to do pretty much anything. So I I'm really interested to see how they approach this Brooklyn game on Sunday. It's an afternoon game. Aminu is still working his way back. You you don't know when he's going to be back. So uh, the Blazers need to figure out how to win games now and. Losing to the Pelicans last night was really bad. Losing to the Nets would be just as bad. And losing to the Knicks, the Knicks are playing better right now as of late. Porzingis is playing well. But that is also not going to be an easy game for this team. And the Blazers are in a real tough spot right now. I don't know what they're going to do. They went with Ed Davis last night. But I think the Turner thing is still really causing problems. Their defense is having issues. And... I think it, you know, they just have to hope that Turner turns this around. I know that's not a, uh, it's not a big idea. It's not uh, something, some brilliant insight, but I, I, I do think that percentages at some point will turn around in Turner's favor and he will get back at least to what he has been for his entire career because he's 27. He's not old. He's not injured. I do think that eventually Turner will find a way to turn this around. Because uh, I, I don't think the Blazers have any other choice but to hope for that. So I think that's going to be it for today. Blazers lost again last night to the New Orleans Pelicans. And they face the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow on Sunday in Brooklyn. That's going to be a 12.30 start for those of us on the West Coast. So thank you for listening Please subscribe to the podcast. If you'd like to advertise on the podcast, send us an email at lockedonblazers at gmail.com. And of course, all the places that you can subscribe to the podcast iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, 
follow us at Locked On Blazers. Follow me on Twitter at Locked On at excuse me at Eric underscore Gunderson. That's with an E N and Eric with a K. So uh, thank you for listening to today's episode of Locked On Blazers. Hope you enjoyed our other episodes this week, including the one we put up on Thursday with Sean Hyken of The Athletic, talking Blazers, Bulls, and NBA. Definitely go check that out if you haven't yet. And tell your friends, leave us a five-star review, keep listening, and we'll keep watching to see if the Blazers can figure this out or if this is going to be a consistent story of this season.